0: Let's answer some of those questions about new herd sire management. Plus, we introduce you to a new feature segment. Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us on this all-new episode of the Ranch It Up radio show. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart.
1: And I'm Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck.
0: A big tip of the hat and a thank you goes out to our partners, the American Gelvy Association. Imogene Ingredients, that brings you PharmaTan, Westway Feed Products, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Dakota Cowboy, Allied Genetic Resources, Allied Feeding Partners, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, Wrangler, and this fine radio station. We are starting a new segment each and every week here on the Ranch It Up radio show. You and I Kind of talked about this uh, for the last couple weeks. We something have. Something we wanted to start.
1: Yes, something different, something that kind of gives a further nod of the head.
0: A, t- a tip of the hat. There you go. A tip of the hat. We always have one at the end, but mm-hmm. this one is a little bit more specific, and it's focusing on a particular operation.
1: It could be a ranch. It could be a farm.
0: could be a business. It could be a particular person. It could be... A herd sire. could be a dog. It could be a horse. Uh, It doesn't matter. But uh, here's the big thing is we are going to have a top hand each and every week where we just we give a little recognition to somebody that you nominate.
1: There are so many folks out there that deserve nominations. So let us know if you have somebody that fits the bill.
0: And this is how you nominate them. You can send us an email ranchitupshow at gmail.com. We just need to know who or what I guess you're nominating, and the reasons why that you are nominating them. We're going to start to put together some prize packages and everything. This will be kind of neat that we'll send out. And today's top hand is JYJ Red Angus of Columbia, Alabama, Jim and Jessica Yance. Jim became very interested in the Red Angus breed 23 years ago when he visited the R.A. Brown Ranch in Throckmorton, Texas. As a result, he bought his first Red Angus bulls and set out to transform a very hodgepodge herd of commercial cattle into a very impressive, uniform, highly marketable calf crop. After graduating from Abraham Baldwin Agricultural College, he returned to the family farm with a passion for rebuilding the farm's cow herd and in just a few years was able to utilize breed-leading Red Angus genetics to do just that produce and market outstanding feeder cattle, and make replacement females that grow into a productive and prolific red cow herd. When Jim married his wife, Jessica, they knew they wanted to contribute to the well-established family operation, Yance Farms Incorporated, built by Jim's grandfather, Clarence Yance, and his father, Terry Yance. With their blessing and support, along with the mentorship of Don L. Brown of the R.A. Brown Ranch, they began their journey into the Red Angus seed stock business as JYJ Red Angus LLC. The Yonces purchased their first Red Angus females in October 2006, which is also when the Brown family invited them to join their cooperator team. Today, 17 years later, the Yonce family is more committed than ever to producing and marketing superior Red Angus genetics through biannual sales in Throckmorton, Texas. While the majority of the spring and fall-born bulls travel almost 1,000 miles to be feed-efficiency tested, developed, and marketed in Texas, the Yonces realize that's not a feasible marketing plan for the rest of their seed stock cattle. The growth of their herd over these 17 years has created the need to better manage grass, cattle inventory, and time. That's what led them to share their program through their first annual production sale. Their first sale is literally happening as we speak. Check them out at jyjredangus.com. Follow along on Facebook and Jim and Jessica Yance. Congratulations. You are our first ranch it up top hand wasn't that kind of a neat little write-up a little story about jim and jess and how they started in the red angus business
1: it was a wonderful write-up there i don't know how you pulled that all together tigger I got, well done
0: i did not pull that all together that's actually taken from their sale book that, uh, because their first annual production sale is going on as we speak, that was just a nice little history of how they got in the Red Angus business.
1: Well, then, I have to say congratulations to Jim and Jessica on their first annual production sale.
0: And you met Jim. It was a few years ago that you met Jim for the first time. Uh, he was very nice. he we've been friends for a long time. And he followed us along on our on our cancer journey when you were fighting the big C and was sending us very, very nice messages. So it was great when you had the chance to meet Jim for the first time.
1: I loved getting to meet Jim firsthand. And I got to say, he is one of those gentlemen, one of those cowboys, that he is in this for the right reasons. He's in the cattle business because he loves it, he lives it, he breathes it.
0: So Jim is obviously our nomination. He's our first top hand, our Ranch It Up radio show top hand. And again, you can nominate anyone in operation a business it might be your dog it might be your favorite roping horse it doesn't matter send us an email ranch show at gmail.com tell us who tell us or what and then tell us why and not only do they get a little national and international recognition they're going to get a cool little package from beck and i on the ranch it up radio show coming up we answer some of your questions so keep it locked right here to this fine radio station and we will be back we keep bringing you more and more information about Farmatan, and for very good reason. It just works. Now, with calves getting ready to head to the sale barn, producers are culling cows and getting ready for next year. So start feeding Farmatan now to the cow herd and knock scours out for next year. And here's the best part. It's super easy to incorporate into your existing rations. It can be fed in tubs, a TMR, loose mineral, liquid portions, doesn't matter. They work with all major feed manufacturers. It's pharmatanusa.com and follow along on Facebook.
1: You're going through your calves, looking what worked and what didn't work. So as you're reviewing your program, you need to ask Is this a time to change? Is this a time to make additions or subtractions? Galvy and a balancer may just be the right fit for you. Galvy and Galvy-influenced females offer sustainability and maternal growth while the bulls can add those extra pounds at weaning. Find a breeder near you, gelvy.org. or check out Galvy on Facebook. Livestockmarket.com. We hear from them each and every week, highlighting various sales and lots. But have you taken the time to cruise the site? Look around and see what cattle are bringing? How about lower that sale expense and give Livestock Market a try? It's about the easiest way to market your stock, and it puts your product on a worldwide view. Livestockmarket.com. It's simple, and it works.
2: Cattle Battle.
0: Welcome back to the Ranch It Up Radio Show, the most information packed into a 30-minute program that you can find. It's your All Things Ranching newscast, and so glad to have you hanging out with all of us. Questions, comments, concerns, criticisms, rants, challenges. It doesn't matter. Give us a call at 707-RANCH-20. That's 707-726-2420. You can email us, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Prowling around social media, at Ranch It Up Show, and that's what we're doing today, answering some questions. Last week, we introduced you to Doug Beekler of Beekler Semantol, tremendously successful in the Semantol and Semangus seed stock business. A quick recap. Doug purchased his first group of registered Semantol females. They were purchased in the year 2000, okay? The following year, bulls were offered for sale by private treaty in 2005, the Beekler family hosted their first annual production sale. Their program, it was pretty simple. Calve Cows in February sell those bulls the following February in their production sale. However, in 2017, Doug suffered a life-changing farm accident, and it was at that point that he realized that their operation needed to make a change. Now, here's just a little recap for you all of that interview last week.
3: In 2017, I had a farm accident and kind of flipped my whole world upside down. And so I was um, kind of forced to uh, change some things. I decided that working with Mother Nature instead of against her was a a better fit for me. And so we switched our calving season to May and June. And now we have our annual sale in November. So we sell 18-month-old bulls in November instead of in February.
0: For the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say, be sure to head to ranchitupshow.com. We have all of the shows archived there, and you can listen to a lot more of the detail where Doug and I, we talked about the transition from a winter calving cow herd to a late spring or early summer calving cow herd. Be sure to check that one out in case y'all missed it. Now, David from Missouri, he reached out and asked us about herd bull management of long yearling versus spring yearling bulls? I think that is a great question, especially if there is any special care of taking possession of those bulls now, wintering them into the spring, if that's what your calving dates are requiring. That is a great question, David. I pulled Doug Beekler back into the program to answer this for you. So, hey, Doug, thank you for last minute jumping on here and addressing this. Now, we always mention to guys, I say this a lot, and, and, and everyone's going to be hearing it here in the next couple months, when we move into that spring sale season, that that winter sale season, and that is managing those new herd sires that you purchase. Mm-hmm. I say this a thousand times. You do as well to your customers. You cannot purchase we're talking those yearling bulls that were sold at your place born in February have your sale in February you can't bring yep. them home turn them loose with the rest of the bulls and think that everything is going to be great they need a little right. a little different management yep. i believe yep. wholeheartedly in that now your bulls what do you recommend when when we pick them up on the 20th of November and we take them back to our place can we turn them in with those older bulls or do you also recommend well, give them a little bit of time. Have them by themselves. What's your recommendation on that?
3: So I would say, yes, they need to go in with something. If your herd bulls is the only thing to put them in with, uh, I would recommend that. I never, ever recommend putting bulls. New bulls should never go by themselves in a strange place. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. The tamest bull in the whole world can get spooked in a new place by himself. It, that's just the nature of the beast. That's just how they are. They're animals. They're, they like to be social. And so... I would say, yeah, if you take these bulls home, they're in excellent shape. They don't need any extra groceries because, you know, they've done that growing. They've gotten that extra time to develop. They haven't bred cows all summer and they could go in with your herd bulls as long as you have a sound herd bull management program to where you're not starving your bulls. Um, but I mean, that's any bull. That's not just, you know, a bull that you just buy. I mean, they still need nutrition even through the winter when they're not working. And so as long as you have a a sound management program for your entire herd bull battery, um, yeah, they'll be fine right there. The other nice thing is they're not super big old bulls. And so a lot of the time, um, they'll fit in just fine. They're not going to challenge your older herd bulls and the older herd bulls really aren't going to mess with them because they're younger and smaller and they're not a threat. So we've found that they mix really well with other people's hurdles. Some people prefer to not put them in there. Um, and that's just fine. It's whatever you prefer, as long as you have something else to put them in with. But they definitely don't need pampering, which is really nice. They're going to be in great shape going into the winter. And, you know, just a, kind of a maintenance ration is really all you need.
0: David, I hope that answers your question for you, and uh, I can get you in touch with Doug. If you want to visit more specifically about his program and management philosophies, I encourage you to do so. And Doug, thank you so much for coming back on the program. Some more details on their sale. It is coming up Monday, February 20th at the ranch in Linton, North Dakota, selling roughly 65 bulls, about 50 females, along with a few special elite lots. You can bid and buy online at DVAuction.com. There will be sale books and videos. I believe they're available as we speak. If I'm not mistaken, Doug got those up. And you can check out BichlerSemantals.com. Beekler is spelled B-I-C-H-L-E-R, okay? B-I-C-H-L-E-R. You can, uh, like I said, look at their sale book. Their videos are on DVAuction. Also, head to social media. Give them a like and a follow at Beekler cementals and again thank you so much david for reaching out and doug thank you so much for coming back very last minute and me calling you and having you to shut everything down and visit with us now coming up in less than five we take a look at those markets and we get a recap for y'all keep it locked right here to this fine radio station and the ranch it up radio show will be back Are you looking to liven up your event in 2024? Change the pace, make it stand out.
1: Let us, Tigger and Beck, agriculture advocates, outdoorsmen, and all around fun couple, be the addition to hook the attention. I
0: see what you did there. Now, we will leave you laughing and having a positive outlook on the future.
1: From being the keynote speakers to MC to masters of ceremony, let us, Tigger and Beck, make your event unforgettable.
0: Y'all know where to find us. It's that time of year when we're loading trailers and we're hauling cattle. Regardless of what's going on, ranching never stops. Neither should your nutrition program. With Westway Feed Products' molasses-based liquid feed supplement, you can embrace a nutrition program that aligns with your ranch's unwavering dedication. Ranching never stops, and neither should your commitment to your cattle's health. For more information and to find a Westway Feed Product rep near you, call 800-800-7517. That's 800-800-7517. 517 or visit westwayfeed.com fall production sales are fixing to rev up and with the prices of calves which are excellent and the prices of the weigh-ups which are excellent it may be a time to take those older bulls to town weigh them up and apply those dollars to fresh genetics Allied Genetic Resources is your source for bulls and females that can take your program to the next level. Check out the fall sales at AlliedGeneticResources.com and follow along on Facebook. Welcome back to the Ranch It Up Radio Show. It is that time of the program. We check in with Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated. We recap the markets from last week. Go over some things. Find out some trends. Possibilities, by the way, marketing opportunities, maybe. And to find out more information, you can text the word cattle. Text the word cattle. C-A-T-T-L-E-2-33777, and you will start getting. Kirk's free newsletter via email, by the way. We never mentioned that, but that's how it comes to you is via email. It does not come as a text, but to get on the list, text the word cattle to three three seven seven seven. Kirk, how are you? What's going on? I'm doing so very good, Tigger. Before we jump into this, I do want to kind of preface this conversation and remind our readers uh,
4: that the previous week we had a pretty bearish cattle on feed report. So the data we're going to talk about today is is kind of, uh, following that bearish on feed report, as of Friday, October twenty seventh, November feeders closed the week at two thirty six sixty two and a half. That's down six dollars and fifteen cents on the week. With the CME feeder index at two thirty nine seventy three. That's down four dollars and twenty six cents on the week. With a basis at negative three dollars and ten cents. December live closed the week at one eighty one ninety. That's down two dollars and eighty seven and a half cents. Live futures were down much more before they they staged a rally later in the week. Cash started the week one to three lower, and by the end of the week finished $1 higher in the south at 185 to 186, and steady in the north at 187. So cash did not trade lower like the futures did following the on-feed report. That left the five area weighted average down 239 at 183.72, and the basis versus October futures, which expire, Shortly at a negative 28 cents and positive $1.82 versus December, which will soon be the lead month. Choice boxes closed the week up $2.19 at three oh seven fifty seven. dollars So boxes continue to show the fall rally. I don't usually touch on commitment of traders, it's where the funds and the commercials positions. But following the on feed report, funds sold 20,715 of their long positions. We've seen a 40% reduction in their longs in the last three weeks. But the interesting twist and kind of a bullish signal is the commercial longs, potentially the packers stepped in and increased their longs by 14,000 following the bearish cattle on feed report. So key takeaway, potentially the funds stepped in as buyers when the market sold off pretty aggressively. To wrap this all up, December corn closed the week at four eighty one and a half. and a half, that's down 14 cents. We did spike up to the 510 level the week before and then promptly sold back into the trading range it's been trading for well over a month.
5: Mark Van Zee with livestockmarket.com. Coming up this Wednesday, November 8th, we have a small livestock online auction bidding opens at just $10 a head, no reserves. all lots will sell. Featured lots include 112 full blood bullet used split into three lots, 20 head, 41 head, 51 head. They've all been recently wormed and exposed for fall lambing from Hammond Auction in Powell, Wyoming. 20, Dorper, Katahdin, feeder lambs. That's 8 ewes and 12 weathers. They're up to date on vaccinations from Durgan Farms in Richardon, North Dakota. 11 Boer feeder goats. 8 bucks, 3 does from Durgan Farms in Richardon, North Dakota. 10, Berkshire, Hampshire, and New Yorkshire feeder pigs. It's a nice set, born mid-July. They're easy feeders that'll make high-quality pork in a few months from Niemeyer Market and Showswine in Elwood, Nebraska. Seven, Idaho pasture pigs. All males, they've been cut and healed from Ben and Hog Haven in New Franklin, Wyoming. Six crossbred feeder pigs. This lot includes one male, and the rest are all females from Wright Farms in Dallas, Texas. Bidding is currently live, but all lots will sell the morning of Wednesday, November 8th. Got sheep, goat, or pigs to sell? Regular small livestock online auction, Second Wednesday of every month on LivestockMarket.com.
2: Hey, hey, it's Shay, and I'm the host of the Casual Cattle Conversations podcast. One method of reducing input costs is to try and graze as long as possible. But for those of us in the northern regions, we still have to roll out some bales or deliver that TMR at some point. Aaron Berger joined me for a conversation about reducing feed waste and helps cattle producers understand the pros and cons of different feeding methods and how to determine which one is the best economical fit for their operation in my latest podcast episode. Here is a taste of what was shared.
6: As you think about this conversation or topic of harvested feed cost, I think you want to ask the question, does the system I have in place still fit with the cost today? And, you know, I just go back. We look at how things have changed over the last 40, 50 years. Fuel, fertilizer, equipment, labor, you know, those are major things in harvested feed. So it's not just the cost of the feed itself, but it's the cost of getting the feed to the cattle, delivering it. Uh, those are all major expenses. And, you know, we look at the inflation and what's happened with labor and equipment. Uh, just go price 120 horsepower tractor today compared to what it was 30, 40 years ago. And so sometimes we have a system in place where maybe we have the equipment and we're doing what we have been doing. But if we look at, OK, now I need to go replace that equipment. All of a sudden, our cost structure really is going to look different because to update ourselves, to be in the same management system in terms of our feeding plan looks a lot more expensive going forward than maybe it has historically. So I think what I would just ask is, you know, does your current system still fit the economic uh, environment that we're in today compared to maybe what it was 34 years ago
2: as you work through your own winter feeding strategies this year don't be afraid to try something new remember to view your operation as a system as you work to reduce input costs listen to the full episode by searching for casual cattle conversations on your favorite podcast app
4: i tip my hat to you from one legend to another
0: Now, before we say fare thee well, I'm going to do the famous last words for today, and i got to give a big tip of the hat to those people who invented the water tank heaters. Yes. And uh, we have not implemented one of those, but we're going to now. Let me tell you the little story. I was madder in blazes. We were chopping ice, and I was being so careful. Uh, Winter has set in where we are at. You know, let me back up a little bit. We love hearing from so many of you in really parts of the continent. This has been amazing of the different challenges that you go through at different times of year. And what we go through where we're at is different than somebody in uh, Nevada. Would they go through different than somebody in North Carolina? Would they go through? And here's our situation. We were chopping ice and uh, I was trying to be very careful and had the pick. And sure enough, I put a hole right through the water tank.
1: You were that guy.
0: (laughs) I was that guy. And so I got to do a big tip of the hat and to thank whoever invented the water tank heater. You plug it in and you throw that thing in the water tank and it keeps your water tanks uh, thawed out and unfroze. Thank you for inventing that.
1: Absolutely. Along with that, this is almost kind of like a little uh, PSA because if you're like us where we are at, we never thought winter was going to hit like it did early this year. And so, meh. I'll admit, we are caught with our pants down in Exactly, some ways, exactly. Now- Frustrated,
0: covered in ice. And that's what's tough right now is we are absolutely, everything is covered in ice. And we were hopeful that maybe by this weekend, by the time you're listening to this program on this fine radio station, that we would start getting warmer. And that hasn't been the case.
1: No, that's not the case. So a tip of the hat to those that thought ahead to make such things as something that would keep the water unthawed. We appreciate you. And if you've not... You know, maybe check those last little fall projects. Check them off your list. Here's a heads up. Do it before it snows.
0: And one last thing. We didn't buy one. We bought two because, of course, I'll end up breaking one. And now that's going to wrap it for today. A big thanks from our crew to yours. First and foremost, David in Missouri for reaching out with your questions. Appreciate it. And any of you can give us a shout, by the way, at any time. You can call us at 707-RANCH20 and you can text. That's exactly what David did. He sent us a text message to 707 Seven two six two four two zero. So, David, we appreciate you. Doug Beekler with Beekler Cementals for jumping back in and answering said question. Thank you very much. Mark Vanzi with livestockmarket.com, equinemarket.com, and auction time.com that we're so familiar with it uh with them shea keister with casual cattle conversations check her out wherever you listen to your podcasts she does a great show i think comes out every two weeks kirk donsbach with stonex financial incorporated and the boss lady rebecca warner aka beck queen of the water tank (laughs) I don't know if that's a compliment or not. I
1: but. think Tigger's trying to still kind of like win me back after putting a hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Matter and Blaze is like now we got to go buy another water tank, which we did.
1: A big thank you to our partners: the American Galway Association, I.M.O. Gene Ingredients and West Westway Feed Products, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Dakota Cowboy, Allied Genetic Resources, Allied Feeding Partners. LivestockMarket.com, equinemarket.com, auctiontime.com, RFDTV, Wrangler, and this fine radio station. And,
0: crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. Plus, all of those different people that we mentioned, we have them on there. Follow them and give them a like, too. We'd appreciate it. Our email is ranchitupshow at gmail.com. And again, the phone number one more time. You can call and you can text twenty four. 2 707 Ranch 20. That's 707-726-2420. Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger Approved.
1: Stay ranchy and ranch it up.